The Beyond the Game program is mainly a listener-supported radio ministry. You can help us bring the message of the gospel to thousands of listeners each week with your prayerful support and financial gifts. Visit our website, btgprogram.com. John Finch tells his story of dealing with a father wound through the movie The Father Effect. This fall, he'll be releasing a book by that same name. John is driven to equip men to become the fathers that God created them to be and to help men in realizing not only their significance, but also the lifelong influence they have on their families. John Finch joins us now on the BTG Studio Line. John, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate you. How would you describe a father wound? What is a father wound? You know, a father wound is something that, that maybe a dad has said or, or not said to a child. Looks, for example, uh, maybe it's a dad who's said to a child, you'll never amount to anything. You know, the, the power of his words are just so, so uh, detrimental, can be very detrimental to a child. And then it can also be a, a, a dad who's never said, I love you. They've never said, I believe in you and that I'm proud of you. There's so many kids nowadays that, that they need to hear those words. They need to know, uh, you know, that, that a dad loves them and that he cares about them. And it can also be something that maybe a dad uh, did physically to a child. Maybe it's a, abuse, you know, whether it's verbally or physically abusive. Um, and it, again, on the flip side of that, it can be maybe something that a dad never did, uh, with a child, like, like hugging them, showing them, you know, proper fatherly affection and love. And, and again, kids need that. They need to know that their dad cares for them, loves them. It seems like many men who suffer with such an issue, they either deny it, they, they compress it somehow, or don't even realize that they're struggling with it. Why do you think that is? You know, I think, like with myself, I was a very angry guy for 30 years, and I just did not have a clue. I could not connect the dots until I had this conversation with a friend of mine, um, you know, just a few years before I started the journey. And, you know, he mentioned this idea of a father wound to me. And, and I remember, you know, walking away from the golf course that day and, and having this feeling of relief because I thought I was the only one struggling with this issue and I was all alone. And, and I remember thinking, wow, okay, there's a name for this thing. And, and, I, and that's what I have. You know, that's where I'm suffering from this, this abandonment because my dad chose to take his own life. So I, I think a lot of it is just an awareness. We just cannot connect the dots to the, the issues and struggles that we have specifically with anger and, and some of the other things that we deal with. Um, and also it's, you know, ultimately men don't like to admit that they have any struggles or wounds. You know, it's a pride thing. We, we don't want to admit that we have anything that we're dealing with because we, we think it's somehow going to make us look less of a man. Hmm, that's a good point. In your bio, you describe working to equip men to be the fathers which God intended them to be. Now, being a sports talk show that we are, the majority of our audience is made up of men, perhaps many of whom are overly distracted by sports. Can you talk about what the man of the man God intends them to be, what that looks like, and 
Is there a common disconnect or maybe distraction that you see regularly among the group of men which which you encounter? Sure. You know, and, and those that are very much into sports, it can definitely be a distraction. When a, when a child sees that a dad wants to watch a ball game instead of going outside and playing with his son, that shows that son that that, that ball game is a lot more important than he is. And so in the times that we have those opportunities, now there's, there's ways to work around that, obviously. Uh, but it's really just that walking in daily awareness uh, of the impact that you have on your kids. And, you know, there's very, there's a lot of messages within the film and the book that, that God taught me as I was interviewing all these various people, whether it was a best selling author or just an ordinary person. You know, there was a message in every interview, and these were things that I was taking back in my own home and implementing and ultimately changing my legacy. And and so understanding the impact, you know, for example, modeling, this was one thing that, that just hit me. It was one, one of the many wow moments in my journey. You know, understanding the way I treat my wife is what my little girls are going to expect. That's what they're going to see as normal. I'm setting the standard by which they're going to measure every other man. So if I'm loving and, and hugging on my wife every chance I get, that's what they're going to come to expect in a relationship with, with their future husbands. If I'm verbally or physically abusive, unfortunately, statistics will show you and the experts will tell you that in that situation, a lot of times, that young girl will actually marry an abusive husband. And, and same for the boys. You know, as a, as a man, I'm setting that standard by which a boy, my son, is going to measure himself as a man. So, you know, just the modeling aspect of it all in, in learning the many messages that I think we all need to know. Uh, you know, I was just kind of blessed to be along as a passenger on the bus God's driving. As I, as I, you know, had this journey of transformation and everything that God was showing me. And you know what? I, I'm not perfect. I still mess up all the time. Uh, but it's a matter of knowing that when I get knocked down and I mess up, that, you know, I get back up and, and I apologize and I don't have a, a, an issue with asking my kids for forgiveness uh, when I mess up because that only shows them that, you know, I'm imperfect. And I'm doing the very best I can, but it also shows them that that they don't have to be perfect. So, you know, there's many, many messages like that in the film, and and it really it's a combination of things of of being able to understand that lifelong impact of the power of forgiveness, the life changing power of forgiveness, and how that will radically change your life. And you know what? You asked me that about the sports, and you know, here's the thing, Rick, with me and and I'm an open book, if you will, no pun intended. Uh, but I think that the biggest thing with man is just trying to be very real, authentic, and transparent um, about the, all the struggles that all of us have. I mean, this father thing, nobody's got to figure it out. If they told you they did, they'd be lying. <laughs> so it's like, how do we how do we change this journey together? And how do we learn and, and get better and become stronger uh, fathers? And so I... I I don't hesitate to kind of go there um, when it's when it's a matter of kind of doing speaking truth, even though it may be a little touchy or 
or people, oh, one second, he's saying I should not watch the game and go play with my kid? Wow, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you know, those type of things. Obviously, we want people to see the film, The Father Effect, read the book that's coming up this fall. But we do want to ask you not to give away the movie or the, or the book, but can you share some of your story? How did you develop? And then how did you dis- overcome this father wound that you had? Well, you know, I was a traveling salesman for many, many years. And uh, because of my anger and the things that I dealt with, I would I had become a social alcoholic because alcohol was my way of medicating that pain and that wound that I really didn't want to have to deal with. And so when I was on the road, I was this whole different character, this kind of life of the party, good time Johnny, uh, you know, going from bar to bar and just drinking till I passed out type of thing. And when I was home, I played that role of a good Christian man who, you know, looked like he read his Bible all the time. And I, I just knew, because growing up at church, I knew how to play the game. And so ultimately, it was that conversation on the golf course that really started me down this path. But there was a time about uh, in February of 2009 where God just really took me to my knees. I had experienced a place of brokenness that I've never experienced. My my life was falling apart, and, um, you know, I wasn't the husband or the father that, that I needed to be. And, and finally, I just totally surrendered. I said, okay, God, you know, this father one thing, I've got to figure it out. And my life's a mess, and I need help. And, and so it was in that moment that, that God just kind of started me on this journey. And, you know, I did what a lot of men will, will deny having to do. And, and I remember telling my wife not to tell anybody. But uh, I went and started seeing a Christian counselor. Uh, you know, as men, we don't want to admit, again, that we have any issues, right? Or that we're seeing a counselor. So uh, the, the stereotypic uh, piece of what we deal with in society says that we shouldn't have to see a counselor, right? you got to man up and suck it up, and right. you can do this. So um, I started seeing a Christian counselor, and it was literally in one of those sessions that that God just spoke to me and said, you know, John, how can you be so bitter, resentful, and angry towards a man who didn't know how to be a father? And so God connecting the dots for me and helping me understand more and more of my dad's story and the fact that he could not give what he didn't have. He grew up without a dad and was raised mostly by his grandmother, and his mom had was married five times. I mean, just a really, really difficult life. And so uh, God helping me connect the dots there and just showing me compassion for my father ultimately led to the forgiveness. And, and it was that forgiveness that that literally changed my life in, in, in every way. We're talking with John Finch here on the Beyond the Game program. The movie, the upcoming book are both called The Father Effect. TheFatherEffect.com is the website. You can also follow The Father Effect on Twitter at the Father Effect. Many people write a book after which a movie may or may not come about, but you've chosen to go in the the opposite order. You did the movie, and then the book is coming out. Why? What made you choose that order? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's it's all in God's hands. That's for sure. You know, His hands upon it because everyone else uh, typically will write a book and then make a movie. And, you know, as, as I had started this movement, if you will, and trying to get the word out, 
uh, about the, the significant lifelong impact fathers have on their kids, I, I just was struggling uh, to get the word out. And I wasn't a big writer, if you will, and, and even reader uh, at the beginning. And, and But for me as a man, I remember thinking, you know what, I'll watch a movie. I'll watch a movie before I read a book anytime. So literally, uh, there was a there was a time where God just confirmed that, and, and I wasn't a filmmaker at all, and I just spoke to a couple of people who were mentors of mine, and they said, "Hey, get your camera and go learn learn what you have to learn." So that's what we did, uh, or that's what I did. I just started talking to people and getting in front of people with my camera and, and thinking about questions and kind of the way that I wanted the story to go and. And, uh, and again, just it, God's hand was in it. It's, it's been a blessing and a journey and, and continues to be just, uh, just a phenomenal experience. You know, most films are released and, and success is easily measured based on box office results, but your film's different. This is, um, this is a God thing. And what, what do you want to see happen with, with the film in order to consider it a success? Well, I'll tell you what. We, I, I would say I'd already considered a success in, in the, the eyes of, uh, you know, all those that have been involved. I tell you, we get, we get emails literally on a, almost a daily basis as to how God is using the short film, even the short, the 15 minute film that we originally made before we made the full length. We get emails every day that, that of people that have seen the 15 minute film and God's used it to, to change their lives and change their families. And so we're really, really excited. We've heard more and more stories about the full-length film, too, and, and how God continues to use it. And so, you know, the measure of success for me has just been just doing the very best I can to be obedient and faithful to to God and, and just sharing my story. And, and I'll tell you what, even if nothing else happens from today on, on out, I uh, I would still consider a success because of just the stories that that I've heard and what God's been able to do with the film. There's a scene in the movie which caused you yourself to think about your own prayer life with your children, and it's something that I've been thinking about uh, often in in looking forward to this interview. Many Christian fathers will pray over dinner; they'll pray with their children before bed. As Christian fathers, though. Are we not going far enough when praying with our children? You know, that was another big moment for me in, in this journey. We interviewed Neil Jeffrey, um, who is a pastor at one of the large churches in Dallas-Fort Worth. And he was an All-American quarterback at Baylor and, and a quarterback for the uh, San Diego Chargers. He takes all the credit for Dan Fouts being as good as he was because he was his backup. <laughs> He's a great, great man of God and just one of my favorite interviews. He just, he told this so passionate, enthusiastic story about his dad being a prayer warrior and how his dad would pray before and after games. He said, you know, John, I had some really rough games. My dad would still say, huddle up, we're going to say a prayer and thank God. And he said, even when my dad wasn't there, I'd get a little note. I would say, hey, son, just wanted to let you know that I mentioned you to the father this morning love daddy and, and you could just see it in his eyes and in his voice and in his mannerisms everything just how much that impacted him as a son and and i remember thinking wow you know this is this is a really powerful piece on prayer and it's something that that i haven't really done before 
And he, at one point he looked at me and he said, John, there's nothing like a child, hear his father, pray for him out loud in that manly, fatherly voice. Mm. And I remember, wow, that's really, really good. So I literally went home that night and told my wife, okay, darling, uh, you know, tonight uh, prayer time is changing. And so ever since that day, and it's been about three or four years now, I lay down with my girls and I ask them individually, what can I pray for you about? And what that does is it lets them see my heart for them, lets them see that I'm concerned and very interested in what it is that they're concerned and worried about. And it it leads to additional conversation. When, when they say, hey, I'm struggling with a test or I'm worried about a test tomorrow, then we can have that additional conversation after we pray. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, one of the coolest things in the world is for me to actually pray for my wife with my kids. For me to speak life and love uh, into my wife and about my wife in front of my kids, man, that does so much for them to know and see that, man, I love my wife, I cherish my wife, I'm so blessed and lucky to have her. And, and so they see, and there's stability and security in that when they know mom and dad love one another. Oh, that's powerful. I know some men who enjoy a strong relationship with their sons are sort of disconnected to their daughters, though, at times, and, and leave the significant portion of raising a young lady to their wives. How important is the impact of a father in the development of their daughters? Oh, it's extremely important. You know, I have three daughters, and one of the ladies for the film, which has just it continued to be so, so extremely powerful, is Dr. Meg Meeker. And the thing I love about her is, is she's been a pediatrician by trade for many, many years, and she's a best-selling author, and, and she just speaks to the heart of, of men that have daughters. And, you know, the example and the influence that we have as men on our girls is, is an everlasting impact. I mean, she shared so many different stories. And, you know, the, the modeling piece of knowing that how we treat the women in their lives is, and, and they're paying attention. Our girls are paying attention. And so many men, you know, when the girls get to a certain age and start puberty and things of that nature, it becomes very foreign. And men say, no, 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 it's not a mom's area. Well, that's when a girl really needs the love of her father. That's when she needs to know that she's beautiful inside and out because it's a very awkward time and it's a very, confusing time, I think, for a lot of young girls and can be a very insecure time. And so, you know, the time that a lot of men kind of pull away is actually a time when, when we really need to be uh, be connecting and engaged and involved and closer than we ever have been. A number of studies have shown that a father's active involvement in his daughter's life and openness about showing her love is directly connected to the rate of teenage sexual activity among girls. Do you agree with those findings? And if so, why is dad's affirmation so important? Well, dad's affirmation is critical, but I'll answer the last question first. Um, for, for one, is we are a reflection, as earthly fathers, we are a reflection of what they, they tend to believe God is like. And so if we as fathers, if we're that distant, aloof father that you know, your kids just kind of go to when they really need to talk, they just kind of go to him in those moments— then they'll automatically think God's that way. 
you know, we're the, we're the first conduit to God, as Dr. Mika would say. And if we're that over, you know, disciplined military style dads and just kind of out of control, if you will, they automatically think God's that way. So, so to know that we are a reflection of what they believe God to be, that's a huge, huge responsibility, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I would rather be taking that responsibility and have them learn it from the world and what society is telling them, you know, that a man or a husband or father is. Good point. So it's very, very important. You know, Dr. Meeker also does a, does a great clip in the film where she talks about, you know, studies will show that if a dad just has that conversation with his daughter where he says, well, this is what I believe about sex, and I believe you shouldn't have sex until you're married, and I'm going to help you get through that journey. If he only says that one time, it it increases her chances exponentially to not have sex, not be sexually active, because that's how much she values her dad's opinion. That's how much she values what her dad thinks. And so it, that's a very, very true statement. You know, if, if, a, if a girl has the love of her father, there's no reason for her to go look for that love anywhere else. And most of the women that you talk with that will admit they were promiscuous growing up will admit that they didn't have that father love. And so if they don't get it, they're going to go look for it somewhere. They're going to go find it somewhere. And, and most of the time, it's in the arms of a man that, that uh, is, is probably not the best, uh, best character to, to be given him that love. Once again, we're talking with John Finch, whose movie and upcoming book are called The Father Effect. TheFatherEffect.com is the website, at The Father Effect, or at John P. Finch on Twitter. John, if a wife is concerned about her husband fulfilling his role both to her and their children, or perhaps she suspects that he may possibly be dealing with a father wound himself, I know she has to be careful, and I know she has to be delicate in addressing it with him, but how is the best way she can go about getting him to see that need for help and then getting him the help he needs? I'll tell you, my wife actually wrote a chapter uh, in the book and just kind of gives her perspective for this exact uh, situation. And, you know, she speaks very much about just praying and, and talking to God through the situation and asking for his guidance and direction. And also, I, I'm i a huge advocate of counseling. I mentioned counseling earlier. It's something a lot of men will, will not want to be a part of. But I'll tell you what, my counselor, he was my Aaron to Moses. He was the one that called me out on my BS, if you will, but yet encouraged me and, and really looked me through that process. I don't know that I would be where I'm at today if it wasn't for him. And so... You know, us as men trying to get through this this journey by ourselves, um, you know, it's, it's it's insane because we don't know what questions to ask ourselves. We don't know what things to think about. And, and really to see a professional, to see someone that's trained uh, in these type of, uh, you know, subjects is, is really, really key to, to help them get through that journey. And, and, and obviously... You know, being able to have a, a group of men that that can help you be accountable, you can have these honest, real conversations with. That's a that's a big piece of it, also. How can people see the film? You can get the film, the the DVD, or the download at thefathereffect.com. They're they're both uh, available there, and they're 
have the book. The book is actually available for pre-order now, and it'll be available uh, October 24th is the release date. John, how can our listeners pray for you specifically? You know, there's there's a lot going on. We just need prayer for guidance and direction and, and just open doors and closed doors. You know, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity. And, and again, it's just, just trying to be faithful and, and making the right decisions uh, in what God would have us do and moving forward with this movement and, and, uh, and new projects. We're, we're looking at making another film next year uh, that specifically deals with helping dads with teenage daughters and just helping them uh, kind of navigate those waters. So it could be something that's that's actually more powerful than the existing film, and that's, uh, that's our prayer. There's so much more I want to ask you, but we are out of time, so I want to thank you for coming on the program, and I hope you'll come on again sometime. Absolutely, Rick. I greatly appreciate you, brother. Let me know when I'm when I can be back on, and I'll be more than happy to be part of it. That's John Finch here with us on the Beyond the Game program. The movie's called The Father Effect. Visit thefathereffect.com for more on that. We do got more to do, so please stick around. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Well, it's all.